Welcome to a special edition of the GDUI Juno Report, brought to you by Guide Dog Users, Inc., a special affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. As we're all working through all the challenges of COVID-19 and the, all the virus issues, we decided to have a conversation with our members and friends to share ideas and exchange our concerns. We did that last night, and today we're bringing you an action-packed Juno report filled with all of those details. This is a joint presentation of Guide Dog Users Incorporated and Blind Pride International. And now, let's get right on to our very special presentation. I'm going to play a variety of the conversation, uh, the different participants, and I'll just tell you who's talking when I need to, and otherwise I'll let them tell you. So we're going to start with our GDUI president, Penny Reader. Welcome, everybody. I, I want to thank Gabriel who had and Anthony, who had this great idea and contacted me a couple Saturday nights ago. And then I contacted Deb, and we got it going, and we're so excited. I think it's going to be a, a really good meeting, and I'm happy that so many of you are here. I'm the president of Guide Dog Users Incorporated, which we affectionately call GDUI. Uh, we're an affiliate of ACB, in case you don't know who we are. We've been around since the early 1970s. We provide support for guide dog users. And this is an example of the kind of support we can provide as a group, but also if you ever have a problem that you want some, you want to share with another guide dog user or two in case they might want to empathize with you or they might want to give you some advice, we also have that service in GDY. It's called the GDY Empathizers. And all you have to do is call our toll-free number, which I will give you in a minute. Uh, and if you want to talk to somebody else about anything, um, if your mother keeps feeding your dog chocolate cookies and you don't know what to do, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but um, the reason we're here tonight is to talk about how we can survive sheltering in place with our guide dogs, many of whom are used to going out every day and working and finding things and are pretty much crawling the walls um, while they're sheltering in place. So that's the goal of the meeting. I want to tell you that Guide Dog Users has a fund called the Disaster Assistance and Preparedness Fund, our program. And so it's the DAPP, uh, the DAP is what we call it. And this is a fund that is specifically set aside, set aside to give people help during um, disasters and crises. We just want to remind you that that fund is here. We are not super rich in that fund, but we are happy to share with people who have some emergency-related crisis and they need some financial help with it. Um, you can apply to the fund twice, and each time we can give you a maximum of $50. But that could help you with transportation to the vet or medications for a dog that was ill. Um, and at this, this time, um, you will not just contact us for like ordinary ex 
you know, financial problems that we all go through from time to time. We hope that whatever, if you need our help and it's related to this crisis that we're all experiencing, that you will contact us and we will be happy to help you. Um, the way to do that is to call our toll-free number, and that number is 866-799-8436, and it's on our website. And our website is www.guidedogusersinc.org, or you can write www.gdui.org. So um, we just want to make you aware of our DAP. It's a fund that we are proud to have created. We were the first ACB affiliate to do so, and uh, and we're all a family here, and that's why we created the fund. And if you need us, we hope you'll come in and ask for help. And the other thing I want to tell you is that we are going to have an election in May, and um, and that that will mark the end of my final term as president of GDY. And we have other people who are running for president, and every officer position is up. And uh, there are also two board seat vacancies. And um, if you want to vote in our election, you have to be a member by a certain date of record. And that date is April 9th. If you haven't paid your dues yet and you want to come back and join us, we hope you will, um, because your dues support things like this. Um, and um, so you need to get those dues in by April 9th, and you can join online uh, at that same website, or you can call our toll-free number and talk to our secretary, Sarah, who's on this call, and uh, she'll help you join, and we hope you will. So thank you, everybody, for coming, and let's get started with the conversation. All right. Our next uh, commenter is Lynn. I just moved here to Washington State at the worst time ever. February 15th, and I'm telling you, I've been hunkered down with my poodle, and she does, I don't think she likes being at home all the time. We usually go out to the gym or somewhere else, now we can't do anything, and she wants to go out 4,000 times a day, because she's a poodle, you know, she likes to, whatever, get out, but she's not. She likes to be seen. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is that all I can do is go to the place my son showed me to take her out, and that's it, and she, she's a little bit stir-crazy, but she's, you know, she. She lays down and whatever it is. She, she goes out a lot of times and won't go out because she's a poodle. She's very persnickety that way. So, you know, I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a hard time. She's having a hard time. You know, I'm meeting somebody now, you know, meeting people through the Washington Counts of the Blind. Of course, I can't see anybody, you know. I mean, I don't mean in the literal sense, in the figurative sense either. But, um, you know, so I'm having a hard time. And, you know, I've got all sorts of physical problems and stuff like that. I'm going to school for a PhD. So I'm at least uh, online university. So at least my university is online. So no change there. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's excellent. All right. And next we will hear from Nancy in California. I do the tail wagging test with my dog because he seems very happy. I'm a little bit apprehensive about walking. I, I can walk down the driveway and there's, I can walk to the end of the block, but I'm always afraid someone's going to come with less than six feet, you know, in front of me or ahead of me or whatever. So I'm a little bit, so I go up and I walk up and down the driveway, though someone could still be in the driveway, but it's pretty steep. And I, I do that several times with my dog, with my um, guide dog, uh, Jay from Guide Dogs in the Desert. He's, he's, he's pretty happy. I give him a couple extra bones that don't have any calories. They like, you know, he has to chew on those. And I, I play with him and I talk to him. And I'm, so 
you know, it's stressful. It's very stressful because we're in California, one of the highest, one of the hardest hitting states in the in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I am. But anyway, I, I don't want to monopolize it, but I just want to let you know. No, you're not. And I know other people will share your concerns. We were, oh, yeah. I heard people talking about that as we were just coming on board, all of us. And so maybe others will have some, some advice or some suggestions. And I'm glad you yeah, came by. Extra praise, extra play, you know, right. some exercise if possible. Other, even just walking around your house with your dog, you know. That's what I do. I do things like that. I walk down mm-hmm. the driveway. I'm kind of afraid to go to the corner, but I've done it a couple of times, you yeah. know, but you have to really be careful. Right. I think the longer this goes on, probably the more brave you will become because mm-hmm. your dog will want to take a little walk. Yes, indeed. Um, in addition to Penny Reader and myself uh, hosting the call, we had uh, Gabe, Gabriel Lopez Cafati, who is the uh, president of BPI, and uh, he's going to give us a few comments now. Well, um, my partner Anthony and I have been discussing. Uh, we he recently moved from New York, uh, so actually that was a good time to move out of New York. Uh, but uh, we both are guide dog users, so yeah, we've been um, bouncing ideas, and we are. I'm, I'm going to keep it short because I know everyone. We have a very very uh, well attended meeting, so thank you everyone for joining us. Um, and I will. I will. Keep it as short as possible just to let everyone uh, express their questions or comments. Um, as Deb introduced me, I'm Gabriel Lopez Cafari. I go by Gabe. I'm president of Blind LGBT Pride International, BPI. We're another affiliate of ACB. Uh, we do a lot of things with uh, other affiliates, in this case, GDUI, where we have a lot of uh, members in common and very friends with each other. Mm-hmm. So to begin with our um, topic here, we all know how difficult this is for us humans. So imagine we have all these beautiful, smart, energetic dogs that are just uh, used to working. They, they love working. That's why, that's why they have a harness. And uh, they've been through a training, and, and this is their life purpose. So we need to be extra careful and uh, very, very mindful of their needs as well. First of all, um, let's let's go to the basics. There's a lot of stuff that we can do around the house to keep them entertained. Uh, one of the things I recommend we we think we should all go back to the basics. Go back to guide dog training when we went to school and what we what did we do first thing in the morning? Obedience. So obedience training is something really good to keep your dog focused and to keep your dog motivated um, and. Uh, knowing that they are actually doing something as far as work. So, you know, heal your dog, have them do a couple of sits up, uh, whatever command your, your school uses and, uh, just keep it, um, keep it fun and entertaining for them. One day you could do it at the living room. One day you could go, uh, to a different room in the house just to make sure that, you know, the dog is not getting into a boring routine. Another thing that we have been doing a lot is, um, for example, um, I'm not telling you to go buy something right now specifically. We all know money is tight these days. Um, but if you do have some sort of uh, Kong where you can give your dog uh, food or treats rather than just giving them, uh, you know, a, a, some sort of toy where they have to actually work to get the treat or even their food, that's another good option. Uh, you put the, the treats or the food inside the Kong and you have them play and instead of eating it, Two minutes, like my dog Posh would do, they take 15, 20, even half an hour 
to eat their meal. Um, the other thing, uh, those of you who have worked with a clicker, that's another, this is a great, actually, this is an opportunity to show your dog new, new things, use a clicker and, uh, show your dog how to go to your mail or if you haven't done so before, or show your dog how to target something that you haven't having issues in the past, uh, for example, doors or chairs. So this is a good opportunity to use a clicker, bring it up and, uh, start uh, working with your dog on clicking in terms of walking um as long as we keep the six feet uh distance um I, I we all think it is safe to walk now i'm not telling anyone to go walk if you live in a very very populated area or if you live in a city or in a county that has not still um come up with with a with a shelter in place mandate where it's being enforced but there's ways to go around it. There's, you know, times of the day, either early in the morning or later at night, you can gauge that. Um, if you know your neighborhood well, you know what are the times with less people. Uh, one good thing that Anthony and I have noticed that when we've been out and about with our dogs walking is that uh, this is a time where no one is coming close to us to pet our, to pet our dogs. So that's, that's a plus. <laughs> People are trying to keep their distance, so at least that's 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 a plus. Uh, but like I said, keep um, keep in mind the best times to walk your dog, and that would give them a good uh, a good chance to exercise and a good chance to do something. Um, if you have something uh, specific, if you have a specific place that you go, you used to go near your neighborhood, like a local grocery shop or your pharmacy, even if you're not going in. Again, I'm not recommending you to go inside any place. Even if you just go to the place to have your dog get into the idea that they are actually targeting a place and taking you there. So they're effectively and actively working. Um, just do it and, you know, turn back and come back home. Um, the other thing that I did want to mention before we go into any other topic, uh, hopefully uh, we won't need this, but in case you do need this, uh, vet. Right now, most vets are seeing dogs uh, in, in a, some sort of drive-through uh, environment where you have to drive up and they'll come to your car to see your dog. Obviously, we cannot do that if we have a guide dog because we don't drive unless you have a family member who can take you with your dog. What I would recommend is call your vet, even if you don't need right now. Hopefully, you don't need it, but... Uh, if you don't need it, just call your vet uh, to make sure that you know what is their policy for these days um, and have a plan in place to be prepared in case you do have to take your dog, whether is whether you have to take Uber or paratransit uh, or walk or public transportation, which I'm, I'm not recommending either. Um, but have a plan in place or have a a loved one who you can contact in case you do need to take your dog in case your vet uh, tells you that the only way they'll see the dog is by, uh, by, um, by drive-through appointment. Um, those are the topics that I wanted to cover. I, I had more, but I wanted to keep it short to give everyone an opportunity um, to express comments or have you know, express questions that you may have, and we'll try to answer them to the best of our ability. 
All right. Thanks so much, Gabe. Next, we have Maria from New York. So, um, New York City, we do walk our dogs. Uh, a lot of us have very tiny apartments, like studios, so uh, not much room. And we have to relieve our dogs out on the, in the curb. So, uh, one some positive things, there are fewer cars parked on the street. So, there's mm-hmm. a little more room to find spots to relieve the dogs. The garbage cans are less full. Um, instead of being overflowing the top and, you know, precariously balancing a poop bag, uh, hoping it stays there, um, it's easier to make deposits. Um, people are walking a little bit on the streets and the dog, and just not, you know, just not going close to each other and moving on. Um, uh, I did have to take my dog to the vet last Friday had to go by subway um, and uh, walking, et cetera. But um, the animal medical center, their system, since a lot of New Yorkers don't have cars, is they have a tent set up out in the parking lot with a heater so that the pet owner is out there, goes into their lobby to register, then goes out in the tent. Someone goes, picks up the dogs, um, and you communicate with vets via uh, your cell phone. So they'll, you tell them what's wrong with the dog, they'll pass it on to the vet, the vet calls you, talks to you, then examines the dog, calls you back, et cetera, and they bring down the medications, um, whatever. But everybody is being very careful um, about practicing social distance. Does that make uh, New York seem like a very strange place to not have nearly so many people out? It's it's unbelievable. My apartment building is extremely quiet, and I asked the doorman, is it my imagination? Because it feels really empty, and a lot of people have left town. Um, and the other thing is, like, I haven't had a mail delivery uh, this week or last week. So Wow. That's just, uh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Thanks for sharing. That's Really sobering stuff. Maria, do you have enough dog food? Or are you yeah. Oh, yeah. I ordered uh, from Chewy a couple of weeks ago in preparation, so we have a, a couple bags, of, you know, ordered much in Good. advance. And uh, the vet uh, sent me home with a case of canned dog food that uh, walking and going on the subway was a real challenge. Uh, <laughs> good thing I'm a strong woman. So. <laughs> oh, so I have to share just my little sub story on that because um, uh, I've been having a lot of difficulty since this all started with um, getting things from Amazon, and I get a lot of subscribe and things, uh, subscribe and uh, save items, and instead of shipping them as one shipment, they shipped them as all small packages. So last night I had to go to our mailbox, which is about two blocks away, and haul home ten pounds of rice by my with the oh. dog <laughs> it was very heavy and uh, and it, they usually would leave it at my door with the rest of it but because each thing came individually they just tried to stuff them all in the mailbox and so I was lugging home this rice and my dog thought that was pretty pretty fun <laughs> yeah. all, right. all right great thanks Maria that's super up next we have Marja I am a really new user 
I've only had a dog for about two years. And previous to that, as I told the vet at Guide Dogs for the Blind, she said, oh, you came to us for your first or for you came to us for a guide dog. And I said, well, he's my first. And she said, oh, he's your first guide. And I said, well, yes, but he's my first dog. I've never had a dog oh. in my life. So this is a really new experience for me. And it was hard enough when I had to close. I am director of a nonprofit. We had to close our office space in order to try to survive this. So in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm set up really well. I've been working from home since August. I haven't had payroll since last May. So really kind of it's kind of business as usual. I already had a problem closing the office because he was not, Fritz is my dog. He was not working as much and he got, he's been getting really bored. This is what I've discovered through this whole process. Now I'm focusing, yes, he's bored. I was ignoring him before because I was doing work and I was not keeping up on obedience. So now we do obedience every day. And one of the big benefits is I know the neighborhood that I live in very well. I lived in this neighborhood when I had sight, so I I know it pretty well. As blind people, I know that we all have set routes. These are the routes that we are familiar with. We know the pavement. We know where the hiccups are in the pavement. We know where things are overgrown or where dogs have peed and our dogs are going to get distracted in that area. But by going into our neighborhood on a walk, I alter every day. So he can't predict where I'm going to turn, which has gotten him looking at me more for indication. Where do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. Instead of assuming that he knows where we're going. So that's been a really, that's been a big beneficial piece of it doing more obedience. I'm getting the clicker out. There's a couple of things I know that we need to work on. I did get him a slow feeder and it's really designed for smaller dogs. It fits easily into his mouth, but not enough that he could actually swallow it and choke on it. I put in 12 teeny tiny little pieces. I got small dog treats and I break them up into smaller pieces. So there's like three of them in four pieces in that feeder. It takes him an hour to get those pieces out of there. <laughs> <laughs> doggy. <laughs> yeah. At the end of that hour, his puppy re- razors even said he is a 96 year old man in a puppy's body. He is a champion snapper. <laughs> he really is. And after an hour, he takes that little blue plastic that looks like a flying saucer. He folds it up to his chest with his paws and he falls asleep like it's a little dolly in his arms. And oh. <laughs> He has to work for it. It's his reward for doing obedience. And it has absolutely, well, it wears him out. But the funniest thing is when I realized he will pick it up in his mouth and shake it to hear if there's any more pieces in there. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't hear a rattle. He's on his bed napping. It's like, nope, it's empty. I'm not going to I am seeing some, I have to see some of the benefits of this. Our transit system went down as of this morning, and our paratransit is urgent medical need only, sure. which really terrified me when I heard the news. And I thought, why does that terrify you? And then I understood why I had to think about it. Mm-hmm. it because it means that I have to depend on some sighted people now. I've always been able to do it myself, and I can't. I don't like that at all. <laughs> it just rubs me the wrong way. But I thought, you know what? 
it is what it is. And as I said to a committee on a call last week, you know, we're blind people. We've had to learn how to roll with it and adapt. So, you know, we will, we will adapt. All right. Up next, we have Terry. I just wanted to say that um, in addition to having a whole lot of of really respect and empathy and good, warm feelings for everybody who is going through all this and for those of us who have dogs and are going through it, um, I thought about the six-foot distance and I have been, I've got a good walking neighborhood, which is, which is very, you know, I know some people don't, and that adds more challenge, but I do. And I have found that when people pass, um, as Gabe said, they do stay as far away as possible. And if we're not six feet away, we're passing one another. We're not holding still in that, in that, um, less than six foot range. So I kind of feel like there's some safety in the fact that we're both moving. And usually if, you know, in opposite directions, if somebody is really close ahead of me, I usually wait and let them get farther on. Um, And I've also, uh, I haven't, my next door neighbor actually also has a dog from uh, the the same school uh, my mine is from. And we've done some tandem walks. And the only time that we're less than six feet is if we happen to both be at a corner and then we both look the other way. So we're not uh, in as close a proximity. I have wondered if anyone else has noticed that there are many more people walking their dogs now than in typical times before this pandemic. I uh, Pauline, my golden, uh, has a dog distraction issue, and my neighbor's dog also does. So this has given us a little more opportunity to work on dog distractions than we may have wanted. Um, we're we're doing well, but it's um, it's a challenge. And I'm wondering what if other people have encountered more dogs and how the distraction issues are, and if anybody has any ideas i can i have um i've been working with my school and we pauline and i have done a lot of things and i think we have kind of a good a good um menu of of tools to to choose from and combine but um i'm i'm hoping that other people aren't finding as many dogs on the streets but i'm kind of guessing they might thank you great thank you yeah any comments from uh, you you two uh gabe and uh, penny about that um, my dog is not very dog distracted. She, if, if anything, she wants to play with other dogs, and we can <laughs> we can move. So, um, but um, I can see how that would be a challenge, especially mm-hmm. with all the new people walking their dogs, because everybody's home now from work, and you know they got to fill their time, and so you know they're all out with their dogs. So, um, yeah, I understand how that could be an issue. Right. Yeah. Um, my dog, Posh, she's not so much of a, you know, dog distraction dog, but she's more of a smells. Um, I haven't noticed, uh, so many people or an extra amount of people, but, uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, at the beginning, um, I, we were picking times where we know that there's going to be fewer people altogether walking out on the streets, like, uh, later at night. So, yeah. so that may be something to consider. We're out in the morning and late and after dinner, but not so mm-hmm. much at noon or like in the mid-afternoon. 
Hi. Um, it's Diana Noriega. Um, hey, hi. My dog user. Um, there are lots of new tricks you can teach your dog. Um, make it fun and figure out things that you would like your dog to do. Like if you um, would like your dog to retrieve, this would be a good time to teach that. So that if you and drop something, you can begin to do that. that. Yeah. 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 And um, one of the things I've done on days when it's too cold or rainy to go walking is set up an obstacle course in my house and purposely put chairs in the middle of the floor and waste baskets and things and put my dog in harness and walk from the back bedroom to the kitchen around these various obstacles. Lots of praise, lots of, um, you know, get the focus going. So getting your dog's focus is the key to keeping them from being bored. And it can be a game like hide a toy and have them hunt for it. Um, You know, various things like that that can can make it more fun for your dog to interact. And um, my dog does ridiculous things. Like when I'm having my morning tea after I've run him at 6 a.m., I sit down and, and drink a cup of tea and I put his food down. Well, when he's finished with his food, he runs over to me and he leans over over against me, lays his head sideways in my lap and starts waving his offside paw in the <laughs> air going, scratch my belly and chest while standing on three legs. So, you know, <laughs> um, and so we've gotten a lot more attentive and close to each other where he... Um, didn't used to follow me from room to room. He does now. And so we'll make a game of different things that I'm doing. And, um, you know, everything can be turned into a lesson or a toy. If, you know, if you're into that kind of dog training stuff. Yeah, that's great. That's a suggestion. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually that's, very good. You no, know, I've noticed that Willow's gotten a lot more affectionate in the last three weeks as well. And and even my husband and my son are are here with me. Um, she's paying more attention to me, which which is very nice. Um, yeah. How would you go about beginning to teach a dog to retrieve, Deanna? Um, you could start with one of their toys, um, something that you know that they will pick up, and then when they have it in their mouth, mouth praise them, and teach them uh-huh. to drop it in your hand. Um, you know, biting out and opening the jaws and dropping it in. and praise each time you take it by baby steps, like anything, it's kind of like back chaining. Um, so getting them to pick up an object is the first part because, um, a lot of dogs are, um, hesitant to pick up things because they worry that they might get into trouble because they've been, you know, disciplined for scavenging. No, I'm not the peanut butter sandwich yeah. on the side, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so that's why you might start with one of their toys. And then you start with um, things of yours, like a glove, which is relatively soft and, and they're not likely to hurt it. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've got them to pick up and then release it into your hand without, you know, playing tug of war or keep away with it or anything <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. Um, that's basically how you do it. And um, there are, if, if you Google it, I'm sure you can find 
um, somebody that does a better explanation of what I do um, for teaching retrieving because it's, it's it's a really handy um, tool because the thing I used to do it way back 52 years ago <laughs> um, right. and it was such a handy thing because you drop your keys, your dog was on it, you know, you, um, sometimes it backfired because like one of the funny ones she did was I dropped a bar of soap in the bathroom and I didn't realize she was staying behind me. And so she immediately scooped it up and she stood there trying to, to tell me she had it. And finally she shoved the soap into my hand and ran off to drink water and was probably blowing bubbles for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. You know, there were times when it was, um, like one of my uh, classmates said that she once knocked a roll of toilet paper off the back of the toilet and her dog picked it up and she didn't realize her dog had it and went to take her to park across the road in an actual park and from her apartment. And there were, you know, men sitting on the bench as she came into the park and one of them yelled out, Hey, look, the dog brings its own TP. <laughs> well, hey everyone. Um, this oh, is Anthony. I'm with Gabe, uh, also from BPI. So first and foremost, I just want to say thank everybody for participating. Uh, when we came up with this, we were really excited about the idea of just sharing ideas and, and giving everybody, uh, you know, a space in a forum to to share what works with them and, and to ask questions about what might not be working. I have a few things. I'm not going to talk for too long. I don't want to dominate the conversation. But when I first got home with my guide dog, I also, you know, never had my own dog, um, you know, and I had lost my sight uh, a couple of years ago. When I first got home, the first thing that I that I taught Bodhi was place a spot in the house, especially I was in an apartment. So every time the buzzer went off, that was like, oh, someone's coming. Woof, woof, you know. So I taught him place um, to answer the question that came before uh, about the dog distraction. One really good thing is that you had a neighbor. And if you work with that neighbor, um, have, have your dog in a sit and in a down position and have her walk past or him with, with their dog um, and do a jackpot praise as, you know, as they don't, as they don't react. If they do react you know, then do a gentle correction, have, you know, go through the obedience again and, and keep doing it, you know, until you get less of a distraction and that'll work pretty well. Um, it's a good opportunity. Someone else had mentioned, and this is one of the things on my list. It's a good opportunity to use quicker training. Um, the touch command, having them touch something with your nose, with their nose is the first step in, in um, retrieval or finding. Um, I don't really have Bodhi retrieve anything. But I definitely have had him find objects. Uh, if you're, you know, if you've never done it before, then take all of the toys, take everything that they like to play with up and off and out of sight, and then pick one thing. Uh, Bodhi's favorite thing is a stick that's, uh, you know, like a Kong stick that's basically looks like a branch. Although I'm told it's uh, bright purple. So how that's a branch, I don't know, but whatever, that's one of his favorite <laughs> toys. And, and we started with that. And then, you know, we did it in the same room then in a different room, then across, you know, across the apartment. Um, for people that are in apartments, one, one great tool is your stairwell. Uh, if you put yourself on a landing between an up and a down stair, uh, and if your dog, this is only if your dog has great retrieval. If your dog is going to run off, then please don't do this. But if your dog has great retrieval, then take 
less food in the morning and take that food as a reward system. You toss it down the stairs, have them get it, have them retrieve, come back, toss it up the stairs. It's great exercise for them. It works. You know, it does, it gives them that working feeling. Um, and I also wanted to say the big, big, big thing is puppy massage. Um, you know, the dogs that are getting restless that are constantly going to the door and looking at or wherever you have your harness, constantly going to the harness, like, Hey, when are we going? Why aren't we going out or wanting to go out? Puppy massage. And we also incorporated with the two dogs, puppy dance. I just throw on music. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They, they go between my legs and they'll hop up and give me their paws. Um, you know, and it definitely expends energy after, you know, after a good puppy band session, they're at the water bowl and then they're laying down and like, yeah, okay, we're good. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, great. love pass and body love puppy dance. Oh, yeah, that's, that's funny. And they actually do they actually do recognize the fact that, that the music is setting that up to happen? Well, we put the music. Well, I, we put I the sing so puppy dance, puppy dance, and, and oh, okay. And so it's a whole ambiance, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole ambiance. That's what I was gonna tell you guys that it's it's a whole ambiance. It's even a, a specific part of the house. They know that it's like behind the <laughs> counter where we eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the a lady. So we say right. Alexa play yeah. whatever, and we put the volume up, and then we start like making a big fuss, like doggy dance, doggy dance, and oh, we start okay. like ourselves dancing, and then they <laughs> kind of just join in the party, and then they start standing on their hind legs and giving us their front paw, and then yeah. Oh, how cute! Yeah, you leave the dance from there. Praline is over here explaining to me that yes, she says we like to watch you guys make total fools of yourself, and then we'll start doing it too. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they do. It works. you know, we turned, Very we turned good. feeding into a fiesta, you know, I, I, I rev them up. I tell yeah. them, I want to ask them a question yeah. and who's hungry and oh, we yeah. dance around a little bit. I make <laughs> them show me where the food is right? and they're probably thinking to themselves, it's been there for weeks. Like what's wrong with you? Just give me my food, but they play along <laughs> with the game and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, and back to, back to finding real quick. Um, you know, once you get that favorite toy and they're, and they're, finding it or retrieving it. You know, I just basically have Bodie tap it and, and bring me to it. But um, once they're finding that, you can take, Bodie will find the remote. He'll find my phone. Um, you know, once we were out and about in the neighborhood, um, you know, I had him finding different kinds of garbage cans. So that when I had poop <laughs> in a bag in New York, <laughs> I could find the garbage can. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in, in, on your route, you know, if you haven't trained them to find your bus stop, um, Bodie recognizes bus stop poles. He recognizes mm-hmm. subways. Sure. Some subways. In New York, they're a little, you know, some of them are different. They're mm-hmm. in the, the side of a building or something. But the, the classic, you know, stairway subways he'll find. Mm-hmm. And this is all, you know, great stuff, especially when you're out on your walk. I love the whole thing about varying the walk. That's that's great. I never thought of that. And that's something mm-hmm. um you know, that people should work in, but also, you know, your landmarks, find the bus stop, find the, you know, find the subway or find a train or, you know, find someone's house. If, you know, if there's someone that you go to coffee with often, you know, click or train them to the house. Yeah. Um, Even if you're I'm so, not actually going to take the subway or actually going into anyone's house, just, just have them, them target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't, you know, the jackpot, the jackpot reward, you know, getting on my knees and, and, and doing a whole fluff and a little massage and great job, great job, you know, because I can't treat. I cannot treat for every great thing, but he's not working right now and he's going stir crazy. So, you know, reduce 
reduce the food in the morning or in the evening and use that food mm-hmm. um, as a, you know, as a food reward. And, um, you know, again, the puppy massage works wonders, you know, good 10 minute rub session also helps with the hair. <laughs> you get, you know, get in that second coat really, you know, um, you're going to need your vacuum right afterwards, mm-hmm. but it, it, uh, it, it does a lot for them and it's great mm-hmm. with the hair. Yeah. All right. And next, let's hear from Marsha. Hi. Yeah. Um, uh, my guide dog, her name is, uh, her name is Maisie. And I sometimes, uh, I usually call her Maisie the mouth because, uh, anytime she has an opinion, she doesn't mind sharing it. Uh-huh. And her latest challenge that I've had since I've been in a wheelchair for a lot of the time. I have taught her how to guide me even while I'm in a wheelchair because what I will do is I will use my feet kind of to pedal the chair and uh, use my, you know, hand in regular guide mode unless we're coming up to the hills. When we're coming up to the real steep hills, I won't let her pull me up those hills. I will at that point grab the harness, drop it, and... Mm-hmm. and uh, um, and 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 uh, use her in heel position up the real steep hills sure. that we have in San Francisco. Right, right. Because quite frankly, I'm not into having four thousand dollars worth of disc surgery that she'd have to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. So how's it going <laughs> with the uh, how's it going with the virus for you, Marcia? Well, it- with the with the virus, it's it's a little uh, crazy. But sometimes I've taken her out for you know walks just to kind of get her out and everything and let her breathe some uh, fresh air and that kind of thing. And of course she can be a bit dobbing distracted and sometimes she'll go to look the other way toward whoever dog is out and about. And I'm going, uh, Macy, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like that's right. not a good choice, sweetie. Yeah. Okay. And she looks up at me like, Huh, mommy. <laughs> and, and this is dog, she's nine years old. And I go, uh, little one, you might be nine years old, but I'll tell you, you're not above getting a good correction when you need it. <laughs> and That's she kind of right. looks up at me and goes, huh, oh, all right, mother. You know, I mean, I mean, that's just that, that kind of. You know, the kind of way she kind of uh, looks up at you and kind of snorts right, at you, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. This is puppy number six for me. Wow. Yes, that's great. All right. Let's go to Kathy. I've really enjoyed hearing all of the things that everybody has had to say. Uh, it's just been so much fun. Um, I am uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, my guide is... Oahu, um, which is such a fun name because people here on the East Coast, uh, it's like a little test. A lot of them have no idea what Oahu is. Yeah, yeah. It's a great name. Where's your dog from? What school? From Guide Dogs for the Blind. Oh, cool. So anyway, but um, so Oahu and I have had a lot of adaptations, and I think that this COVID-19 19 
situation is just another adaptation for us. Uh, when I first got Oahu, I was training to go walk the Camino de Santiago in Spain, and we were taking long, long walks. And when she was a brand new guide dog, she wasn't ready to walk like seven or eight miles. And then I got plantar fasciitis. Oh, and oh. for about two months, I couldn't walk at all. She did not understand that at all. And so now we have, uh, I, then I, you know, got over that and we got back walking again and doing all kinds of things here uh, around uh, DC. And then comes COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so I've been home. Luckily, I, I have uh, my husband here. And so we've been trying to walk 10,000 steps a day. Wow. wow! But it it and and it's been great fun. Um, I loved. I think it was Gabe who said, you know, find the right times to walk. And we yeah. walked the other day when it was just lightly misting, and oh, we had a great walk. But choose a day when it's seventy degrees and sunny, and everybody <laughs> is out, and. I, I really have had trouble with people, you know, not really keeping enough distance. Right. Mm-hmm. Not part coming of up and petting my dog, but just there's so many people fun. out walking in this neighborhood right. that you really do have to find the right times to walk. And luckily I can walk with my husband. And so I, I'm, I'm trying to kind of just take it easy and say, okay, there's some blocks where we can do guide work and there's some blocks when she's just going to heal, but at least she's out for a walk and she's getting mm-hmm. exercise. And yeah. yeah, it's different, but so I'm trying to just roll with the punches about that. Yeah, I think we all have to kind of do that. That's a challenge for sure. Yeah, and I think that's the best. That's the best way to put it. We're all adapting, and yeah. like someone earlier said, it we 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 are experts in adapting. Oh, sure. And uh, and getting getting mo- moving around situations. So this is just one more. Well, and we're all interested to know which schools are going to be teaching the dogs the new six feet command, right? That's, the, that's that. Well, I I think that would be that would be great. I'm not quite sure how that would work, though. I know it wouldn't work for my dog um, because she thinks she's supposed to come up six feet and be in your face. But but yes. um, but Same no, much. definitely definitely is a challenge because they are they do tend to have little magnets on them that attract them to people and then people are attracted to them and it is it is for sure difficult so yeah good well it wouldn't work i mean think of some of the things we do like my mm-hmm. husband and i travel a lot think if you're walking through a crowded airport right you don't want them well, to the airports to be aren't creating. crowded anymore i think well that's <laughs> but, right they but, anymore, but, but yes they but, were yeah. But they will be again yes. someday. Absolutely. I don't know when. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you want them to be able to get through a crowd. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to that day. I'm know? looking forward to that. Yeah. It's all right. We're great. All... Great. Thanks so much, Kathy. That's great. Thanks. Hi, everybody. Uh, Anthony, Gabe, glad to hear you guys. Hey, Nancy. Good to have Hi, you here. It's Nan- Nancy from Brooklyn with Georgie. Um, things have been tough. <laughs> I have to say things have definitely been tough. I've been just trying to get him out every day and it seems I take him like you suggested Gabe. I've been telling him stop and shop. Let's go to stop and shop. But then we don't go in. He gets mm-hmm. upset. He's, he mm-hmm. gets upset. He's, he's just getting more and more depressed every day. Oh. And I, I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore. I, today we were out. We did about five miles today and he's still looking for our normal places. The You know, why aren't we going to the coffee shop? He'll pull me to the coffee shop. He, he wants to go to, he wants to take the train. You know, we go to the train station and, and then I, I, I tell him, come on, we're going home. And he, he just, he's depressed. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Have you tried, uh, you know, telling him, uh, telling Georgie back home and, and trying to treat him? Uh, I don't oh, know yeah. what your school's uh, policy is on, on treat, but, but this is, you know, extraordinary times yeah. to call for extraordinary measures. Right. So yeah, I would I mean, treat, I would treat, you know, make him, make him associate going back home with something positive. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he, even when we come home, he just like, he's not himself. He's definitely depressed. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. he's used to being out and about and like being from people everywhere. Mm -hmm. He literally like walks up the block and stops and just looks around and then looks at me with this look like, where is everyone? Where'd they go? Yeah. I'm sure some dogs are impacted by that. Yeah. He just doesn't get it. Especially this last week, because I guess it really, really, you know, it's it's pretty bad here right now. And it's really set yeah. in. Yeah. It's really set in with people like the streets of bear. <laughs> There's nobody out but us. That, that is another thing, uh, Nancy, that we have to consider. Sometimes we forget that our dogs, um, they're like sponges. They absorb a lot of the energy from the environment. And imagine you're in New York where there's so much tension right now your own tension and he goes around with you and it, 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 he perceives it on the street out on the he street most he definitely he, does he does yeah yeah so so i know anthony probably has some some tips for you because i saw he raised his hand but uh yep we're getting to him well we're, we're gonna get there so stay stay tuned for more more answers to your to your yeah. comments but keep 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 you know Keep hanging in there and give Georgie lots of love and yeah. puppy massage and playtime. Yeah. And stay inside when you can because, you know, uh, that's oh, what's know. really important now, keeping yeah. yourself safe and everybody else. Yeah, that's a really big challenge um, for sure. Boy, yeah. Well, we'll see what people say, and and uh, we'll certainly all be thinking about this because it is a really big challenge for sure. So thanks for sharing that. Hi, uh, my name is Wendelin, and I've got my now tired sleepy boy Fallon over here with me. Um, and you know, I'll say some of the you know stuff that's been discussed is stuff I've been doing here recently, and has worked really great. Like you know, varying routes and working on some of the obedience and whatnot. Unfortunately, I had kind of the precursor to this last year when I was furloughed, 
And I was kind of a nervous Nelly at the time. I'd only had him about three months at the time. And I was, you know, I, he's from GDB and I was talking, they called me to see how we were doing. I'm like, I'm so glad you called because I was so nervous. I'm like, we can't go to work right now. And so I had a little bit of a precursor this last year, but one thing I wanted to ask about and get some feedback about is um, a couple of folks have mentioned about the massage. Is there a good resource to get some information for that? Because I know, you know, Fallon tends to like it. Like if I get down on the floor with him as arthritis will let me and, um, you know, like, you know, just kind of rub his tummy or, you know, you know, kind of stroke his ears or, you know, different stuff that I just kind of do because he seems to really like it and almost start snoring. But um, if if there's a good resource for that kind of thing, I'd, you know, like to be able to go find it and and maybe try it some more because he's, you know, the type of dog, he's kind of a homebody like me. Uh, When we're here, he just right now is having a little bit of a hard time with not being able to go to work because the people at my office love him so much that, um, you know, I'm just trying to find different ways to distract him in good ways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, actually, we were going to have in uh, Washington State here, we were going to have our guide dog users spring fling, which we have every year to get together. And one of the things we were going to have was a person who is like a a PT for dogs, a physical therapy person for dogs who was going to come and talk to us about dog structure and um, dog massage and those kinds of things. So when we get to finally have our spring fling, I guess it won't be in the spring, <laughs> at least not this spring, but when we do, we will record that and share that with, with a GDUI. So um, that's one thing, but um, do uh, Penny and uh, Gabe, do you have other other thoughts about that? Linda, do we have any sessions that Carla Campbell uh, oh, at our convention? Yeah. I don't think we do. I don't think do we, we. I don't uh, think we do. Um, the last couple years that she came to convention, she did her um, massage activity, but we didn't mm-hmm. record them because it, you it, right. you'd be recording people petting their dogs, <laughs> so um, <laughs> it, it wouldn't. Turn might out. ask her if she could, um, you know, write out some hints for us. That would be great. Yeah, I'm sure she would. Be willing to do it. So, well, maybe um, now that we're having a virtual convention this year, maybe she could be one of the. I see Andrea isn't. I don't think is with us now, but it, maybe you can convey to Andrea. Come, that, yeah, she might be able to come virtually. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, good. It's a good. That's a great thought because I think it is good to get a little actual feedback about um, how the dogs are built and uh, all of that. Because um, guiding is actually a lot of strain on them, so um, it is. not that they shouldn't do it, but I'm just saying they probably really would like um, would like a massage. I know my dog does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of and that's kind of how I kind of figured out. I mean, some of what I'm doing might very well you know border on that, but you know it's interesting what you you say about you know, the, how much work it is for them and it's hard on them and stuff. Yeah. One of the first things I got him was the uh, $200 L.L. Bean therapeutic dog couch. Oh, my dog wants different. one of those. My sister yeah. has one and my dog wants one. Don't talk about that. I'll have to go buy one. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I won't say he has the big one the little in, in, the, in the living room here. And then he has the littler one uh-huh. in the spare bedroom that's his 
his work bed. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, but I, I do recommend them. It, it does seem to be something that uh, it, it is helpful uh-huh. to him. I thought I'd be good because we are so so much. But th- but th- thank you for the feedback. I'll I'll be looking for you know, some of that stuff here right. in the future. And thank, thank you so much for having this tonight. Oh, good. All right. We had a lot more discussion later on in the evening about different uh, massage techniques, and we'll be getting some resources uh, together and have some more programming about that here on the Juno Report, because we know it's of great interest. We're going to close with one more comment from Maria from New York that we thought was relevant. Nancy, my dogs, uh, over the years, too, sometimes... They're used to you going a certain route, like at a certain point, you're going to do a right turn or a left turn. And if you change it and um, go a different route, they're kind of upset. And rather than do it as a correction, I always say, oh, thank you. That was really good, but not today. But I always praise, oh, thank you for the suggestion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so rather than fight them, it's like they've won. And then I would agree with um, Gabe too that treating would uh, probably be appropriate here um, as far as a couple other things uh, doggy massage etc um, Animal Medical Center New York Danielle knows it well too amcny.org um, there's an used an institute for uh, pu- public education about your pets and they have frequent events that are recorded um, live Facebook and then later edited. And I know there's um, uh, Frisco's previous doctor, Cherno, did uh, one on massage and therapy. And there are all sorts of topics that you can listen to. Um, and then Marcia, there were two things that she said. One, um, I was on another call, so I may have missed it. But there are more dogs out walking areas like New York, uh, they're saying only go out for things like the grocery store are important, but they kind of include dog walking as one of those urgent things. Otherwise, you're not supposed yeah. to be out. Yeah. So there are more people out. And then there was one more thing the second time. I- we, we aren't going to deal with that because we don't have time. And she didn't end up remembering what it was. So that's going to be it for this week. I want to thank you all for joining us on the Juno Report. We're going to have more chats because people said they wanted to do that. We had 45 people on the chat last night. So we will let you know when we're going to do it again. You gave us a number of great ideas for Juno programming, and we thank you for that. If you'd like to reach me with your thoughts about the Juno Report or suggestions for future programs, Programming, you can do that by sending email to Juno Report, that's J-U-N-O Report, at guidedogusersinc.org. Again, that's Juno Report at guidedogusers.org. And be good to your dog. Na, 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 na.